Welcome to the January 11th, 2023 meeting of the West County Board of Zoning Adjustments. This is the first meeting of the 2023 calendar year, and we are still meeting virtually due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So if you want to attend today's meeting, you must uh, use the Zoom webinar platform. You can also call in to one of the two phone numbers on the front of the agenda during public comment and staff will recognize you at that time so that you can speak to the board. <clears throat> staff, can you take roll call, please? Okay. Chair Clark. Here. Vice Chair Lewis. Here. Member Spalding is excused. Member Siebert. Here. Member Vovis. Here. Four here, one excused. Thank you. Next is the Pledge of Allegiance. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Uh, again, just a reminder, we're still meeting virtually with the for the West County Board of Zoning Adjustments meeting. So please attend uh, using the Zoom webinar platform, uh, or you can call in one of the two phone numbers on the front of the agenda during public comment, and you will be um, given time to speak on the item on the calendar. On the consent calendar, we have... Um, to adopt findings authorized to continue to authorize remote teleconference meetings for the West County Board of Zoning Adjustments. We do this every 30 days. Does anybody have any questions of staff? No. Is there a motion? I'll make I'll a motion to um, uh, continue uh, remote teleconference meetings for a month beginning January 11th. 2023. Second. The motion is from Member Vovis with a second from Vice Chair Lewis, adopting the findings and authorizing remote teleconference meetings for the West County Board of Zoning Adjustments for a period of 30 days from today's date. Staff, can you take the vote, please? Chair Clark? Aye. Vice Chair Lewis? Aye. Member Siebert? Aye. Member Vovis? Aye. Member Spaulding's excused. Motion passes for in favor. One excused. Thank you. Uh, we do not have any tobacco retailer regulation administrative hearings today, nor are there neighborhood preservation and zoning ordinance abatement hearings. We also are not having any alcoholic beverage sale regulation administrative hearings today. Next is open forum. If anybody would like to address the board on an item that is not on today's agenda, you may raise your hand virtually at this time and you will be allowed to speak to the board. Okay, I have one hand raised. I'm gonna allow to speak. Kelly, you can unmute yourself. Thank you. Um, the uh, billboard issue in uh... Ashland, Cherryland, and also in Castor Valley, and all of those that's in the West County, I guess. Um, the uh, county is putting up these giant electronic billboards and uh, getting uh, a little, a little, uh, uh, supposedly getting a little money from it. Uh, one of the billboards is going in Ashland next to Mission Boulevard, 
And uh, zoning is, is, is it, it's interesting how they do the zoning when they're doing it themselves and they don't have to report into you. They say, hey, you know, this is a house, it's a residential house and we can't put billboards on top of the house. However, um, this house is, it's actually zoned as, uh, you know, mixed use commercial or some other zoning, some commercial zoning. And therefore this house, we will we'll declare it to be non-conforming and uh, now, because of the official, not what's going on in the land, not who lives there, not the residents, but because of what we wrote down on the papers about it being a commercial uh, property and those houses are only allowed as a secondary use, uh, we're now going to allow, allow the billboards to go in because it's theoretically uh, commercial zoning. So that's how the, 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 you can get around any zoning you want just by saying it doesn't matter what the what what's uh, going on uh, just matter in the real world. It just matters what we what we put on our papers and what we imagine to be on in our rules and regulations. Um, also, they say, oh, yeah, we're going to be uh, putting out, um, you know, just like these uh, radio control towers, radio uh, communications towers that you put up for Verizon or for whoever. Um, and those are putting out uh, what kind of communications messages over the airwaves uh, that people value highly. Uh, you know, the value of uh, cell phone communications uh, measured by the people's willingness to pay their cell phone bills is enormous. Huge value in, uh, because they like to talk to their, uh, you know, their, their co-workers or their boss or their mother or whoever. And this has huge value to, to people in, uh, to uh, our residents. Uh, but these billboards, um, these billboards... Uh, are proposing to put out uh, public service messages every once in a while. However, the public service messages that the county is getting, um, they are only being put out when there nobody else is buying time on the billboard. Now in San Jose, they don't they don't they don't do that do it that way. Once a minute, the the government gets uh, a, a public service message put out. Once that's one out of every eight messages, or one out of every seven messages. Alameda County is so weak so uh, short-sighted that uh, the public service messages that are supposed to be going out aren't really going to be seen by anybody. It's uh, ridiculous. We shouldn't have all these billboards everywhere. It's making the whole, the whole place ugly. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? If anybody would like to speak on open forum, please raise your hand, your electronic hand, or hit star nine. I don't see any additional hands up. Thank you. Uh, we have the field trip report of which there's no information. So we can go ahead and start the regular calendar with the first item if staff is ready. Yes, staff is ready at regular item PLN 2022, number one, conditional use permit. And we have William Chin here to present the application. Good afternoon, board members. Um, Happy New Year. Hope you guys are staying safe and warm in this season. Um, this is William from Alameda County Planning. I am presenting a conditional use permit, PLN 2022-00001. Uh, for to allow the operation of a Verizon wireless telecommunications facility to continue after expiration of the previous conditional use permit that expired in 2017. 
the property owner is Pacific Gas and Electric Company, and it is Chris Durand as the representative for Verizon. So there is no uh, address for this subject property, but the APN is 425-0130-028-00. Um, and within the Fairview area specific plan under the single family residential, um, 6,000 square feet minimum building site area, 60 feet median lot width, um, 20 feet front yard setback, and seven feet side yard setbacks. And it's categorically exempt from the requirements of California Environmental Quality Act, Article 19, Section 15301, Class 1 existing facilities. Um, the project is to allow the um, operation of the Sorry. Um, the initial condition of use permit C-8558 that approved the installation and operation for T-Mobile expired in 2017. Verizon co-located on the site in 2015 through a building permit. The current CUP application for Verizon was submitted in January 22, thus reviewed as a new CUP and new operation. Verizon is separating from the conditional use permit that was originally operated by T-Mobile, and they are operating as two entities with two separate CUPs. T-Mobile will be separating and um, submitting their own conditional use permit, which would go through a similar process as this subject application. Um, in the bullet list here are the recently approved uh, tower scope of work, which includes uh, replacement of antennas, um, remote radio units, and also ground scope of equipment. Um, this is the location. It is a lattice tower with antennas mounted on top of the facade and um, of the tower, and the ground equipment is located to the rear um, of the last tower. This is a general site plan with the equipment spec specs and also the tower and um, the equipment, the antennas located on the facade. This is the antenna schedule and also another closer top-down view of the last tower also included in the exhibit as well. These are the Northwest elevations and Northeast elevations. Um, there will be virtually no difference on the appearance of the antennas. Um, they are not increasing or they are not making a, a significant increase in the width of which the antennas reach out. Um, and there is more or less no changes to the look of the tower itself. Um, the main changes um, that will be seen would be the upgrade in the fencing. Um, the applicant provided that clarity regarding the fencing that will be installed. Basically, it will be removing the existing fence with um, and installing a new fire retardant and graffiti-free fencing material made out of fire glass, fiberglass. The ferry area specific plan is silent on the development of and placing and use of telecommunications facilities. Um, this is a facade-mounted facility on an existing PG&E lattice utility tower that is permitted within the R1 zoning district. And facade mounts should not be allowed within 300 feet of residence on an adjacent property unless otherwise approved by the board. Um, the base of the tower is approximately 45 feet away from the nearest residence to the northwest. 
The equipment area is located outside from the required setbacks and within the enclosed lease area, new painted fiberglass fencing um, that is graffiti free and fire resistance will be installed. Again, this, it is not a painted um, fence, it is a, made out of fiberglass material. The site is currently not irrigated, which sets some limitations on potential landscaping. Additional landscaping around the equipment can be placed to further mask the fence lease area. Antennas will be painted to match the existing color of the lattice tower. Condition of approval 20 includes the maintenance of the tower, antenna and ground equipment. Verizon facility um, shall be graffiti fee free. All equipment cabinets shall be securely placed behind the fence for public safety and to prevent vandalism. All equipments are required to be secured and not visible from public view. Um, this is a result of the December 6, 2022 Fairview MAC hearing. Um, they did inquire about any comments received from the public. The staff did not receive any comments from the public regarding noise or any comments for, this, um, for today's hearing as well. Um, the Ferry Mac did recommend approval. Uh, notices are typically sent out to the neighbors uh, within 500 feet of the subject site. And also physical posted notices are posted 10 days prior to all hearings. There are no code enforcement cases pertaining to noise for the facility. And the applicant clarified that the generator for the facility is tested for less than an hour and once per week. And they have also not received any complaints regarding noise. Uh, um, these are the tentative findings also listed in the draft West County Board of Zoning Adjustment Resolution. Um, the two telecom facilities provide important communication services to a community. Uh, there is an actively used PG&E utility tower which operates on the site in which the Verizon antennas are mounted on. Um, the antennas and RUs will be mounted to a tower. The ground equipment are located securely behind the fence. Um, the health and safety impacts will be minimal since the facility meets federal safety standards. And also in the uh, RF report, it, it, I mean, the facility maintains a compliance with the FCC standards as well. The current Verizon facility is compatible with the characteristic of the neighborhood. And it is again, mounted on the PG&E utility tower. The facility is consistent with Alameda County development standards for siting of telecommunications facilities adopted by the Board of Supervisors in October 2nd of 1997. Um, this is the conclusion, the continued operation of the Verizon Sites meet the overall intent of a telecommunications policy and conforms with the in-area general plan and Fairview area specific plan. Um, approval of this conditional use, staff recommends approval of the conditional use permit application as proposed to allow the continued operation of the Verizon wireless site. The draft conditions of approval in the meeting packet includes the findings, approval description, and conditions for the board to review and discuss in making your decision. Staff is available for any questions, and also the applicant is in the audience as well. Thank you. Thank you. Questions of staff? Member Vovis? Uh, I do not have any questions. Vice Chair Lewis? I don't either. Member Sieber? Not at this time, thank you. I just had one. So at the MAC meeting, there were no suggestions from the MAC members at all. It was just you know, approval based on the staff report. Correct. Yes. All right. Thank you. Any follow-up questions of staff before we go to the public hearing? I have a question. Um, how do 
How do people get notified that these CUPs have expired? Or do they get notified? We do typically have a system, but ultimately it is on the applicants and the operators to have their own copy of condition of use permits. Um, uh, in terms of how the staff um, county notifies, once 6409, um, typically we catch that the condition of use permits are expired through a 6409 modification, essentially requesting for minor modifications without um, a condition, without a hearing and an administrative review. Um, during that time, staff reviews whether there is an, a current, meaning unexpired, a CUP, and that if it is expired, then we do not approve the 6409 request, and we request that the applicant and operator submit a CUP instead. Yeah. It seems like a lot of these come up that are, that are expired. They don't enforce any kind of fines. If you're expired a year, you're going to pay. If you're expired two years, you're going to pay. I mean, maybe that'll help. Yeah, currently we do not have a system for fines, um, but we are working towards a system to update our all our telecom facility CUPs um, in order to adequately notify when um, the CUP expires for the applicant. Has, has the T-Mobile even come forward to renew theirs? No, not yet. I'm still trying to get in contact with the operators for the site. Um, and once we do, it will go through a similar process as this condition of use permit. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Uh, so William, you just did a, um, a uh, within 500 foot radius, uh, like mail out notifications? Correct, yes. Yeah, I was and just wanted to see if anybody had any questions about the distance of uh, 45 feet from a residence. Um, no. You haven't heard anything on that, okay. No. All right, thanks. And I also, just for, um, Physical postings, I did go out and post it on, um, I think, at least two or three block radius of the subject site. So it can be seen within several blocks of the site. Anything else? No, okay. All right, uh, do we have any speakers for this item? If you could open the public hearing, please, staff. Okay, if there's anybody here to speak on the first item on the regular calendar, conditional use permit 2022, number one, um, located on East Avenue with no address, please raise your hand, hit star nine or raise your electronic hand. I do not see any hands raised. Again, this is for a conditional use permit for a new telecommunications facility in Fairview. All right, I will close the public hearing. Did anyone on the board have a question for the applicant if the applicant was here? No. No, I can't see Teddy, let me go to, there she is. No. Any questions? No, okay. No, I don't, thank you. Thanks. There are no questions of staff. Are we ready to take a vote? <clears throat> Is there a motion, I guess, first? Sure, I'll, I'll make a motion that we uh, take staff's recommendation and uh, approve conditional use permit to PLN 
2022-00001. I'll second. There is a motion from Vice Chair Lewis with a second from Member Vovis adopting staff's recommendations and making the findings for conditional use permit PLN 2022-00001 with no changes or modifications to the conditions of approval. Staff, can you take the vote, please? Okay. Chair Clark? Aye. Vice Chair Lewis? Aye. Member Spaulding? Member Spaulding's excused. <laughs> Member Siebert? Aye. Member Vovist? Aye. Motion passes, four in favor, one excused. All right, uh, and then the next item, please. The second item on the regular calendar, PLN 2022-159, conditional use permit for mm -hmm. a telecommunication facility located at 20800 Mission Boulevard. And we have staff uh, planner William Chin here to present the matter. Thank you. Um, this is was previously heard by this board on December 14th um, last year. It is a conditional use permit PLN 2022-00159 to allow um, the AT&T facility to continue operation with no modifications. The location is 20800 Mission Boulevard in Hayward, um, located in the Creekside um, Plaza. Is categorically exempt from requirements of the California Environmental Quality Act 15301 Class 1 existing facilities. Um, this is the shopping plaza with the um, new market and also the 99 cent store with additional um, retailers as well. And these are the two monopole with the antennas mounted in the parking lots, uh, mimicking uh, lights. Um, mimicking parking lights poles for the facility uh, shopping plaza. Um, these are um, site photos provided by the applicants. Um, in here, uh, the towers and light pole near the sign and also located in the middle of the parking lot. And this on the bottom left-hand corner is the equipment area. Um, the, Subject application was heard by the Eden Mac on number 15 of last year, and the Eden Mac unanimously recommended approval um, and also recommending that the mono light poles be painted to match the existing light poles for the plaza. Um, currently, it's a matte glossy black, um, and the mono light poles itself are a gray um, metal finish. Um, the results of the December 14, 2022 West DVA hearing um, with a vote of three ayes to two nays, the board voted to continue the application requesting a photometric plan for the existing lighting mounted on a monopole, uh, provide staff time to update the staff report and applicant to update the RF reports indicate no modifications for the proposed, uh, proposed application. The board also discussed the possibility of a stealth design, possibly a tree, the applicant stated that the new design would stop service, involve new construction, increase the height of facility, and trigger a new lease agreement with the property owners for the shopping plaza. The applicant did provide an updated RF report indicating that there are no changes proposed uh, for the facility. 
The Sheriff's Office was not able to provide a response regarding adequate lighting uh, for the plaza. Therefore, the applicant was unable to provide the photometrics plan to meet those standards. Um, the applicant requests that the board add a condition indicating that a photometric study plan be provided within a specified amount of time and with the stated goal of meeting the sheriff's lighting standards. Uh, the applicant will change the three square head fixtures um, on the left light monopole to, the, uh, to match the cobra head light fixtures for the other monopole and the lighting for the shopping plaza. The, they will also paint the color of both stealth slimline telecom poles and their light fixtures uh, in order to match the existing colors of the light poles for the shopping plaza, of existing lighting poles for the plaza. This is the south elevation um, with the antennas um, tucked behind a ray dome and covered so they are not um, seen from the public. And the antenna schedule is located on the top right-hand corner as well. It is within the Eden Area General Plan, which includes policies to encourage infrastructure and utilities to support new developments. Um, the zoning ordinance um, and the specific plan does not uh, list telecommunication facilities as permitted or conditional use. Therefore, reference is then directed to the Alameda County Development Standards for siting of telecommunication facilities. Um, the telecom facility allows telecom facilities in all zoning districts aside from H1 and PDs that restrict the use. Um, the, the subject property is within a commercial zoning district. Um, the equipment area is constructed to mimic the trash enclosure for the drive-through. Um, restaurants, the per perimeter of the ground equipment is also landscaped. Uh, staff is unable to locate another facility within a thousand feet of the subject site. Again, there are no proposed changes for um, the application or to the facility. These are the tentative findings located in the draft resolution. Um, they have updated the RF report to indicate that there are no changes. And it was also previously discussed um, the RF um, frequencies from different heights of the monopoles as well and exposures to the public. And it was concluded that they are compliant with the FCC standards. Um, the staff recommends that the West County Board of Zoning Adjustments approve the conditional use permits PLN 2022-000159, allowing the operation of a wireless telecommunications facility, monolight poles based on the drawings marked Exhibit B updated January 11, 2023. Staff did send an email out with an updated exhibit to the board members. Um, there essentially is no difference aside from just the antenna schedule that was shown in this slide here um, on the top right hand corner. That's the only difference between in the new um, updated exhibit B that was sent via email to the board members. And The draft conditions of approval and the meeting packet include the findings, approval description, and conditions for the board to review and discuss in making your decision. The applicant is um, in the audience for any questions. Staff is also available for any questions that you may have. Thank you. Thank you. Questions, Member Siebert? No, not at this time. Thank you. Vice Chair Lewis? No, I don't. Member Vovis? Uh, 
William, um, uh, maybe you can um, just help me understand the, um, under the telecommunication facility policy, actually that's page four of our staff report, policy I-2, requiring that all freestanding telecommunication towers be located and designed to minimize visual impacts. The tower shall incorporate appropriate techniques to camouflage, disguise, and or blend them into the surrounding environment or disguise them as a piece of art slash uh, sculpture, flagpoles, or other visual forms. And um, I, I just want to understand how the ray domes are disguising something. Light pole. Yes, the, the ray domes are, are, they're trying to mimic a light pole, um, although it's it's not masked with any uh, like tree materials. Um, it is meant to be a slimmer design um, or unless if, if the radome was not covering the antennas, the antennas will be exposed um, and, and be seen for the public in the public. Yeah, public. It's essentially just like a, a sack over uh, uh, the antennas. But I, I, my concern is that as uh, since I do understand the need for the coverage of the service area, but wonder about the appropriateness for a retail corridor because, I mean, chances are that um, demand will increase rather than decrease. And if they have to add more antenna, then the radomes just get larger. Um, so. Uh, that's my the, the visual impact thing is, is uh, kind of what I'm stuck on. But it, I, I realize that this is a, a new application, but really we're looking at it more like a renewal of application. W would you say? Yes, correct. That's all I have for now. Well, to Member Vovis's point, can staff address expansion in the future? Um, because that is true when we look at this type of poll, this was our discussion at the last meeting as well, is that, <clears throat> um, you know, we want to make sure that the visual impact is minimized. So what does happen if they want to expand it or add another carrier, et cetera? <clears throat> Yes, if they do choose to expand it, um, we can um, work with the applicants to uh, implement any additional camouflage for the um, antennas. Um, for example, minimize the number of antennas that are going in so as to not increase the length or the width of the radons. Um, also in uh, 6409 minor modifications, uh, there's a certain limit that they can expand to. Um, and there are also mitigation measures as well if there's any increases in antennas um, that would further expand the facility. Um, and if they do not meet the uh, standards um, listed in the 6409 modification, then it would not con be considered a minor modification and would be essentially a revisit for the CUP. Um, it would have to go through the hearing process and then in order to um, have additional camouflaging techniques and also be reviewed as a conditional use permit process instead of an administrative review process um, for the upgrades. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, I'd, I'd feel a lot better about an approval of this if we were assured that the size of the radomes would remain the same in the future, regardless if they um, choose to, to add um, antenna to it, if that's possible. Maybe that's something we can condition. Anything else before we open the public hearing? No. I, I did have one more comment. The applicant did submit um, some example monolight poles um, that are located not within our district, but within Southern California. I will share my screen here. Um, can everyone see the pictures here? Can you move it up? Yeah, there you go. So these are some oh. examples of the of other telecom monolight poles. Um, this is what's located within a school parking lot instead. Um, different angles. Oh, there's a wooden one with lights here and these antennas mounted on as well. And then this one is very similar to the subject site uh, with the ray dome and um, cobra head lighting. William, you said there were none here in Northern California? Correct. Uh, these are these pictures are from Southern California and Torrance. Yeah, because yeah, I, I just don't think I've seen this uh, type of installation anywhere, or at least around the Bay Area. Okay. And this is another angle. And that, that's this, I just want to um, present those pictures for the board to see. All right, any other questions of staff? No, okay. All right, let's open the public hearing and staff can, is the applicant here? Can we start with the applicant, please? Hi, if there's anybody here to speak on this matter, please raise your hand. Um, I'm wondering if Jacob Hamilton is the applicant? Yes. With his hand raised, yeah. Okay, yes. uh, Jacob, I'm going to allow you to speak. You can unmute yourself. Thank you. Hi, thanks. Yeah, I don't have anything to say specifically. I'm just uh, raising my hand because it was asked if the applicant is on. Obviously, I'm here to answer questions. Okay, have them. Any questions of the applicant, Member Vovis? Uh, Mr. Hamilton, would you be amenable to uh, say that um, the we keep the size of the radomes uh, to not exceed uh, their current size? Uh, in the event that there's a, uh, a need to add uh, additional equipment in the future. Uh, am I still on? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'd be willing to do with, if we're allowed to, it just depends on what the limitations are for the conditions that the county is allowed to put on the facility. I'm okay with that in principle, but um, it just depends on what you guys can do. Maybe county council can mm -hmm. answer for us. Yes, I'd like to agree with what William specified. Unfortunately, under 6409, there are uh, certain modifications that we have to grant um, basically within 60 days. I believe um, it's 
as long as the footprint isn't moved out six feet of the facility, and I believe it's four cabinet and antennas at any time can be added. So if it is um, you know, a very large change um, outside of that, they have to go through this 150 day period. But for those minor changes, we cannot, uh, we can't require less than that, basically. I think though, isn't there, um, this goes against my cause kind of, but isn't there a provision also that if it defeats the stealthing, then it has to go through conditional use permit? So in other words, if this expands to a point where it defeats that stealthing, which it would if it was obnoxiously large or grew, you could consider that as defeating the stealthing and it would require a conditional use permit. Yes. And I do also believe there are, are height limits, but if memory serves, I don't believe if you recall the I believe the height limit is 50 and because we've already approved above 50 that doesn't necessarily apply in this situation we've already kind of reached the administerial height limit um so, so there are like as the applicant mentioned you can you know we can request that they keep within the stealth uh parameters for any expansions but unfortunately within those 6409 expansions we we have to allow them per federal preemption Right. Uh, but not if it changes the overall appearance in some way. If it defeats the stealthing, my understanding is that you can bring it to a conditional use permit. Yes. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Member Siebert? Just for my own knowledge. So if it, if it was exceeding and it's getting larger and the, and the format changes, they could come back we can go through this again and at that point could we say maybe it should look like a tree at that point or can we request something like that you can require that the stealth elements uh, remain um but it would come with the caveat that you know we can't have we can't mandate something that's so restrictive it um prevents the use that you know we have a lack of cell service right. so I was just referring if it, if it became this much larger entity, you know, at that point, could we request it look like a tree or? So Potentially, it depends on what the request is, how big they want. And especially if it's, if it's just to modify what we call these small cells, like small little 5G antennas, we're much more limited on what we can deny, if you will. But yes, if it is for a very large, huge different facility, then yes, we have more grounds to impose conditions. Also, if you came back in 10 years and you look at this and you make that determination, look, this thing has grown exponentially. It's a time CUP. So you would have the right to address it at that time under the conditional use permit review. That's essentially why they're timed. Thank you. Vice Lewis? Uh, none right now, Don. Thanks. Thanks. I don't have any questions to the applicant either. Thank you. Any follow-up questions, Member Vovis? Uh, uh, maybe just one. Um, I, I guess the definition of stealth. Is that for me? Uh, either of you. <laughs> I'm just curious. My mind's probably going to be more vague, but uh, anything is stealth that is not a monopole that, you know, traditional kind of big steel pole with the giant antennas that come off of the pole. 
Mm -hmm. um, or a rooftop facility that just shows bare antennas. So I would say anytime you can see um, the bare antennas are obviously seen, that would not be considered self, but you know, you can have situations where those antennas are flush to the tower. In other words, they're not on the big arms, they're just flush. And one might consider that stealth. I would probably just consider that a flush mount and use other terminology. For me, stealth means the antennas have been covered and incorporated into a design in some capacity. Yeah, I, I would second that. I, I'm not aware of a specific legal definition of stealth, but the case law seems to preference if the antennas are incorporated into the design of a structure. Um, so it could be, you know, inside a tower, with inside a building or behind a sign, a billboard. Those are typically what the case law has considered stealth but I'm not aware at this moment of an exact um, definition that's applied across the board. Essentially the, the antennas that have, if, I'm not sure if, if you have shown by like freeways, but you, sometimes if they're not stealth, you can clearly see the antennas basically <laughs> like in multiple crown shapes and different levels. Those would not be considered stealth because you can clearly see the antennas and the equipment on there. Yeah, I would say half of our facilities in NorCal are still unstealthed. So most of the projects that we run through here, they're not considered stealth. So we still do have quite a few towers that are considered unstealth. Okay, so it's really like a concealment element. Um, yeah, okay. you know, in some jurisdictions will specify concealment versus stealth. Um, versus flush, you know, they can get real detailed in the code. That doesn't necessarily make it easier to um, regulate, though. But yeah, it can be different based on the jurisdiction, too. I, I should specify that, yes. So one of the ways that we as a local agency can regulate um, telecommunications is if we have published standards of what is stealth. And so that's kind of one of the things we do have to fall back on our policy. So as the applicant saying, we could have more requirements of what um, we would like stealth to be in the future, but as it stands, we're a little limited by what the current policy states. Right, it's concealment, not even so much shape or uh, profile um, in the event it, you know, mushroomed out. Right. Yeah. I would yeah. say as an industry, this particular site is unequivocally considered stealth. We do, you know, we might have a broader definition than jurisdictions, but we certainly, in all corners of our industry, we would consider this a stealth facility. Right, okay. Well, they're, they're quite visible, but however they have a concealment element, right? you can call them stealth. Yeah, that's one of the challenges is they're always going to be omnipresent everywhere because they have to be in order to provide the service that they need to. They'll have to be not hidden all the way. They could be concealed, but they still need to be situated up in the air in a position where they're going to be able to tie into the network and not necessarily see another site, but um, you know, have a pretty good range of coverage. Right. I understand their functionality is, you know, a big piece here. Um, we're in the struggle to make sure that it's functional for you. Um, 
but that that I think that that helps and knowing that there's some sort of a uh, a limitation to in the event that uh, yeah uh, grows. More, more gets added to it what what would happen in that case so and that was my previous concern so this helps thank you thank you any other questions of the applicant from the board. Okay, thank you. Do we have any other speakers for this item? Yes, I see one hand up. I will allow to speak. Kelly, you can, did I allow you to speak? Maybe I didn't. Okay. Um, oh, there you go. So they had a sign up there about um, in July said transformation is just around the corner right around the right on the the street it's a real estate sign and it's from the the developer of that uh of that uh, strip mall and i and then they have pictures on their on their sign showing uh you know that they're remodeling the buildings to make them look prettier so uh i'm wondering if they if they're gonna make their uh, street their street lights look prettier maybe maybe they want to make these these things look prettier too um so that's that's one thing and they have a one of their big box stores there not big box but medium box is uh as of that as of the date of this as of that date about six months ago was empty so it would be nice to get this uh shopping center reinvigorated like they put on their sign i bet you that uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that they've done anything yet i'm in, i haven't driven out there to look at their uh shopping center um, they do have the county did put in a nice sidewalk in front of this uh, shopping center, um, but just just you know if the county has all these rules and about making their the uh, the telecommunications towers look pretty, um, I'm kind of wondering in uh, in uh, March of 2022 they had six literally six uh, used cars for sale uh, parked on the curb of uh, mission boulevard uh, you know and of course looks like it, it the, they they're not there as of july um you know i'm just looking at these pictures that they put in so uh, i'm wondering if the county has uh, it went out there and got rid of all those uh, used cars for sale because some cities uh they don't allow that sometimes some places do get code enforcement um and to uh to keep used car sale lots to kind of formalize them and not let you know every every curb parking space on a high traffic highway turn into a used car lot. Anyway, so uh, these these things, if you repaint them and make them make them look uh, more like all the other street lights, uh, more darker, um, and put on you know the 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 light the light fixture the fake light fixture if it looks a little more realistic, that might be nice. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Any questions for that last speaker? No? Okay, thanks. Anyone else here to speak on this item? Please raise your hand by hitting star nine or raising your electronic hand. I don't see any additional hands up. We'll close the public hearing. Are there any follow-up questions of staff or items for discussion? <coughs> Member Vovis? Uh, no, I, I do uh, 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 
feel a little more rest assured that uh, in the event of any future changes that there's a threshold for, um, you know, triggering another review in the event that it was to, you know, mushroom out <laughs> or something like that. Um, but it, it, this is just one of those I, I struggled with a lot because I want to think of it as a new application, but clearly it was more like a renewal, um, you know, in this case, but maybe in 10 years, uh, the service uh, um, demands will force them to look at another design. So I hope that's the case in 10 years, you know, if we approve today. I'm sure a lot will change in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe robots will replace us. Yeah. It'll just go it'll just go through an AI thing. Right. <laughs> right. They'll have an avatar of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's really an AI AI, AI uh, app that decides whether or not to approve it. <laughs> Okay, so member Vos, you're okay with the conditions of approval? Okay. Yes, I did. I did take a look at those, and I think the the additions uh, uh, to the painting and the uh, matching of the fixture heads and so forth. I think it's a lot cleaner than it was the last time we we saw it. So, thank you, William, for cleaning those up. Thank you, Member Siebert. I agree with member Bovis. I, I think with the changes, it, it'll be okay. Vice Chair Lewis, any comments or? Only that I agree with uh, both the other members that the, the painting and the matching of the light fixtures uh, will make it blend in and not stick out. So good work. Okay, thank you. Then are we ready for a motion? I just have uh, one more comment. Oh, really? Are you sure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just uh, regarding the updated exhibit, so all the dates okay. in the in the draft resolution will will, will be exhibit B updated January 11, 2023, and not uh, December 27, 2022. Okay, thank you. And also for um, condition four, it's. Uh, PLN 2022-00159, currently says 1590. Oh, yeah. And that, that's all for me. Thank you. All right, thank you. So whoever makes the motion, can you update condition four? And then note that all the exhibits will be updated to today's date. Anybody want to go ahead and make the motion? Sure, I'll do the stab at that. Uh, I'll make a motion that we take staff's recommendation for approval and update all the dates to reflect today's date, not the prior one. And on condition four, also that. Uh, drop the zero after the nine. 
think that's it. Okay, is there a second? No second. All right, the motion is from Vice Chair Lewis with a second from member Siebert. Approving conditional use permit PLN 2022-00159, making note that all of the exhibits will be updated to today's date of January 11th, 2023, and revising condition four to have the correct conditional use permit number of PLN 2022-00159. Is that the motion in the second? Yes. Yes. Staff, can you take the vote, please? Yes. Chair Clark? Aye. Vice Chair Lewis? Aye. Member Siebert? Aye. Member Vovis? Aye. And Member Spalding is excused. Motion passes. Four in favor, one excused, none opposed. Thank you. And staff, that concludes the regular calendar today. Is that correct? Yes. Next is approval from previous meetings, uh, minutes of previous meetings, December 14th, 2022. Are there any changes? I couldn't find any. No. Receiver? No, I didn't see any. Mm -hmm. Vice Chair Lewis? None. I didn't see any either. So is there a motion? I'll make a motion to... Uh... <laughs> Uh, approve the draft minutes as submitted for December 14th, 2022. Second. The motion is from Member Vovis with a second from Vice Chair Lewis to adopt December 14th, 22 minute meeting minutes as presented. Staff, can you take the vote, please? Chair Clark? Aye. Vice Chair Lewis? Aye. Member Siebert? Aye. Member Vovis? Aye. Member Spaulding's excused. Motion passes. Four in favor, one excused. Uh, any staff comments? I have none at this time. Board announcements, comments, reports? I will just say to my AI point, this is why I brought it up. Yeah. So apparently there's a new AI app for lawyers oh. to replace attorneys, especially for defendants who can't pay for attorneys <laughs> oh. so there's a new ai app and you go to court with it and it listens and then it gives you advice based on what the uh other side is saying and what the judge is saying oh my god i know well maybe, kind of scary. maybe in divorces it would be <laughs> without emotions <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i thought that was kind of an interesting first use um in a public arena so to speak <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it was somewhere back east they were doing their first court case i guess everybody agreed to test it out wow yeah and i guess if the defendant loses he'll have his court fees refunded to him by the company yeah. i'm like i'm not sure that's a risk i would take i guess yeah. it depends <laughs> depends on what kind of trial it is but yeah, yeah. it's a real trial so i'm kind of curious about the outcome well, follow it. Report back to us. I know. Too bad Jules not here. I wanted to tell her too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> tell her again at the next meeting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <She's been replaced>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything else? 
the next meeting is January 25th, 2023. We'll see you guys then. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Get well, Dawn. I will. Yes, Thank yes. you. And, and uh, Roxanne, everything's good. Say hi to your husband. Yeah, I'm glad he's coming home. I will. Thanks. Thanks, okay. guys. Yeah. Thank you. Alrighty. <laughs> Bye. 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 Have a good day. Yeah.